0: Alright, so what I wanted to share about tonight, so you've heard me talk about this before a little bit, I'm sure, but um, <clears throat> one of the things that um, like people, um, particularly in recent years, have been talking about is this, that you know, Oh God, that you would rend the heavens and come down, based on Isaiah 64 verse 1. It's a prayer, it's an intercessory prayer, forgetting that Isaiah was actually prophesying 600 years before, before Yeshua came, that, that of an event that was coming. And so when, we, when we're still praying, Lord, that you would rend the heavens and come down, it's theologically actually not correct because he's already done it. He's already come down and he's already rent the heavens. And so, and so, and so the key is, so that's um, Isaiah 64 verse 1, uh, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. And, and so prayer meetings around the world, even tonight, will be praying, Lord, that you would rend the heavens. And he's saying, um, excuse me, but um, I've actually rent them already. I've, I've, I've ripped a hole in them and you, and you just need to start walking under this open heaven that I've already created. And it's not as easy as it sounds because, um, uh, you know, like because stuff happens. And just because stuff is happening against us doesn't mean to say we're not operating under an open heaven. And I be- but I, what I do believe and what I want to declare tonight is that we've moved into a new series or season, if you like, for us, for me personally. I'm in a new seven-year season. And, and the seven-year season started off pretty rough, I have to say. Like, I mean, everything that could go wrong in my life was going wrong. And, and, and the pressure that was on us was horrific. And, and so, well, to all intents and purposes, I was thinking, really? Is this what the next seven years is going to be like, Lord? And I was thinking about checking out. <laughs> but, but, but then I realised that nothing, you know, even though we're operating under an open heaven, we have to apply it by faith. Everything is by faith. We have to accept that we're under open heaven because we forget, because of the pressures of life and stuff that's going on, the stuff that happens around us, we forget what we're actually operating under. And so the Lord wants us to be reminded tonight, I believe that is that we're entering a season of of absolute miracles
1: yeah. of,
0: of signs that make you wonder and miracles this is a season of the miraculous and i don't know how long it's going to go on for but i felt like the holy spirit said this morning and this and this is for you too joe when you're going out on all over the places like you're seeing the miraculous but there's a there's a level of the miraculous coming into the body of christ that's going to make the body of christ go really like really, God, uh, and and you know, like I I used to say that if it was too easy, it's probably not God. Um, and I still say that in some ways because, but I want to I want to just clear something up because I believe that you, we need to understand that we are operating under an open heaven. Matthew um, chapter three says this uh, in verse sixteen. After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the spirit of God, um, and he saw the spirit of God descending as a dove, and remain, and remaining on him. And the key verse is remaining on him. Uh, it's in John that says that as well. And behold, a voice out of heaven said, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." Uh, in another part of the gospel, it says that Jesus, from that time, moved in the spirit without measure. <laughs> Because what happened was, the Spirit of God came upon him, the heavens were rent, the voice of the Father was heard in the earth, heaven and earth, mer- <laughs> heaven and earth merged, and it was like, you know, like there was no there was no longer any gap between heaven and earth. The thing that had caused heaven and earth to be uh, blocked from each other, if you like, which was so co- the so-called Adamic nature of man, was no longer active in Jesus because he had fulfilled the law even at his baptism, so the Heavens were rent, and because he rent the heavens, uh, you you and I get to walk under that rent heaven. It's not that we rent the heavens; he's already done it. And so, what we have to do is we have to come into Christ. We have to operate inside of him and under his authority, his headship, as he is like the you know the government is where on his shoulders, and so his head is on our shoulders, if you like, because we're the shoulders; he's the head. And so the government of God comes on the kids, on the, on the people of God, because he's rent the heavens. And it's important that we, that we see that, because if we don't, we're missing out on a whole lot of stuff that he really wants to do. And I preached a message on the weekend about right time, right place. Um, some of you were there, uh, but it doesn't matter because you weren't listening. So I'll preach it again. Um, <laughs> It, it says um, it, "It says uh, in Ecclesiastes which you don't often hear people preaching out of Ecclesiastes um, but um, I'm preaching out of Ecclesiastes two times in one week how's that? Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11 it says the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong nor bread to the wise nor riches to men understanding nor favour sorry men of understanding or favour uh, to men of skill but Time and chance—if you're an Australian—happens to them all. Time and chance. And I mentioned uh, on Saturday, and I'll say it again: the Hebrew words that are used there for season—it's all about seasons, times, and seasons. And 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 the word um, time, if you like, or uh, is 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 moed, and it means an appointed time or a se- or a God-appointed season. And I believe that. For whatever reason, God is doing a God-appointed time and seasons, particularly for Australia and New Zealand right now, where the miraculous is going to take off. Where, where instead of sitting back and criticising the church because they're a bunch of wallies, um, you know, that most of the world sees the church as they won't dare begin to speak at the church. Remember in the book of Acts it says, the fear of God came upon them all. Because why? Because God was moving in their midst and they daren't criticise it. And, and you know, we really need that in Australia and New Zealand right now. And I believe we're entered that Moed season, that season where the where the open heaven that we're already operating under, the revelation of that is going to come into the body of Christ. So that we're going to see amazing miracles. Not just people shining lights in people's mouths to see if they've got gold teeth. But, you know, like, you know, just like suddenly, you know, somebody with no front teeth (coughs) suddenly wakes up in the meeting and they're like got these big horse gnashes. (laughs) 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 Because God God, God really wants to show off. And my experience is that God shows off best when there's unsaved people in a meeting. I've always noticed that. Like, you know, people want to see signs and wonders, but they never bring any unsaved to the meeting. You know, but when people, when the unsaved come to the meeting, my experience over many years is, and <coughs> Joe will see the same, when, when there's unsaved people in the meeting, God shows off. Because he wants to demonstrate to people that he realises. So the other one, the chance um is is encounter and i believe in encounters i believe we 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 come into encounter why because because god is a god of encounters and god is wanting us to have constant encounters Uh, why 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 is that because encounters build our build our faith system and encounters help us to understand that we are operating under an open heaven and, and I really believe tonight that as I release this in Pocono, that God wants to open up in us the recognition that we're already operating under an open heaven. That there's nothing stopping us having a major move of God in, in Pocono or, or Pairo or Waihi or wherever you have, or Melbourne or or wherever you happen to be from there's nothing stopping us having a major move of God because the heavens are already open. It's like we're waiting for God and God's waiting for us. You know, it's not that we have to do anything we just have to recognise something. What we have to recognise is that um, you know, we know nothing. We have to recognise that we know nothing but actually in that nothing knowing nothing He's able to move in a powerful and amazing way. I mean... And, and particularly like um, Joy and I have just been through and most of you uh, some of you may be aware or may not be aware but we've been through like an interesting financial situation where um, up until a few days ago um, by the 19th of December we may very well have not been able to stay in our house um, not, not from a, just from the fact that um, 11, 10 years ago I had um, cancer and I had to get a um, uh, we had to refinance back then and the only way they would refinance me was uh, they, they put, put us on an interest only loan which is uh, usury but anyway that's what we had to, had to put up with. So for the last 10 years we've been paying uh, an interest only loan and, uh, and then just not too long ago the bank said well um, we, we can't guarantee that we'll renew that because you don't have a real job. And you can't prove income like I can prove income that I've I've had, but they don't. But they but they don't they don't accept actually very much uh, from people like myself who. Um, say well, yes, by faith I believe that I'll be going to America and I'll be doing this, and money will come in. They, they don't like that sort of thing for some reason, <laughs> and and so, and so and so for whatever you know for whatever reason. And I sort of understand from a purely financial point of view. But we've never missed a payment, so you know they they really had no reason to say that. So anyway, that was fine. So we went down to the bank on Monday. No, I
1: uh, forgot.
0: They rang. They, they rang. Signed. That's right. Forwards. All right, I'll... I'll well, thank you. So, so, on, so, so, so during, um, <coughs> during the last week or the week before, the bank rang and said that um, we'll be requiring payment in full by the 19th of December. And, um, and so for us, that puts a bit of pressure on you. Like, you know, like we'd, we'd had the trip to Israel, we'd had everything going on, we'd had a whole lot of stuff going on around us, and it's like, and it's like, and then coming back to that, or ever, actually the whole time we were in Israel, it was worrying me. Uh, God, you've got to come through. How are we going to do this? What are you saying? What's your problem? <coughs> you know, like, and, and so, you know, like, and so, but then it's like God is rem- was reminding me all the way through, now that I think about it, I'm your total provision. I'm your provision. You no, know, so I was thinking. Well, you can pay the mortgage off then, Lord. That would be nice. <laughs> no, hold on. I need to finish my train of thought. And okay, you can say something. I've lost it now. It's
1: interesting. God gave us a promise, and He kept saying, "Yes, I'll provide." But it's one thing to hear that; it's another to receive it and trust Him to do it. Mm. And Ian was really struggling and releasing. I suppose we both were struggling to release it when the band rang again. Right, we want this in a month's time. It was oh hell and I went into just a really depressed place and leaded and was happening. Then our daughter ran and she said, You can't move your house, you know, because so much of what she loves is tied up in that place. And you can't you can't see I'll tell you what, she said we can put it onto our mortgage. And we didn't really want to do that. She said you keep playing and playing work. We'll put it on. But what it did was it released it from us, the burden of it. We thought, oh phew, there is a way out of this. We can do something. And um, but Davina boy she's on the ball that girl, and Aussie. She said, No, you no, know, the bank's going to refinance Well, anyway, we heard, we spoke to her on that day. Then Ian um, Ray Woodley, our friend, who knows Hurley? Down in Martin. She's a real prayer warrior and she's hot on the courts. She goes into the courts of heaven. She went into the courts on our behalf and it was like the next morning, the bank rang. The woman that had sent him a nasty email said, what can we do to help? What can we do about this situation? Would you like to come down? He said, well, we want to go back.
0: No, I didn't say. Let me finish no. now. You mm. can carry on. Mm. So that's what
1: we did. But courts, total turnaround. Yeah. And when we were down in Tauron, or we went to stay here the night, Monday night. And when we were down there, I just knew. I just went into glory time and I just... I knew I was stepping into a hidden May mortgage. And the Lord said to me on the Monday morning, Joy, I've secured that. I secured that loan for you. You mm. don't have to worry. I didn't even
0: really need to go. He told me that. He secured it. Mm-hmm.
1: That was faith complete.
0: You you praise did. God. You'd, you did need to sign something. So, so anyway, that, that was um, the miracle. And the miracle was we walked into the, to the bank, SBS bank, um, and um, the first thing that the lady said to us was uh, we don't need proof of income. Like, I didn't say anything. She just said it. Oh, by the way, we don't need proof of income. And I thought, all right then. I'm happy with that. I mean, that just had to be God. It just had to be God. And and, and it's like, um, so I just want to testify that God is good. I mean, we're, we're still waiting to sign the final document, but I mean, verbally, it's all, it's all good. So um, we will be in our house for Christmas. And... Um, and, and, you know, like, so, why am I saying this? Because I believe that this is a season of the miraculous. I believe that things that have been hanging over us for a long period of time, God is about to smash the heavens. It might be in your finances, or it might be in your health, or it might be in your children, or it might be in your grandchildren, or it might be in your mother, or father, or uncle, or auntie that God is about to break things or break things open why because we're already operating under an open heaven so I'm releasing the revelation of that into this meeting right now that God is operating uh, that that he's he's bringing bringing us into the revelation that we're operating in an open heaven and I want you to think about that for a moment because God is a good good God and he's gonna be good to you who So God's Word, if you like, it tells us that being faster, stronger or wiser doesn't make you a winner in life. It's actually being in the right place at the right time. In other words, being in Christ or being under His protection, being seeing yourself who you really are as a son, in Him, hidden in Christ, in that place, under an open heaven, in the same way that Christ operated totally under an open heaven. So do we, because that heaven is never closed. And so whatever, whatever your need is tonight, the heavens are open. And like He declared them open nearly 2,000 years ago, I'm just agreeing with the Word of God right now. Over your life, over your situational circumstances, He's open for business. We have to place ourselves in the way of an encounter and so we had to do our bit I suppose we had to you know, I, you know we had to go to Tauranga for her to say you know this this is what we're going to do and I, I still can't believe I am still in shock actually because um, like I am really in shock it is such a miracle for me that, that you know they've renewed our mortgage um and now I'm thinking well it's it's good enough for us to have a mortgage but it's even better lord if you paid the whole thing off. And so now I'm just saying okay god if you can if you can move on the bank to to say yes when when they don't want proof of income then lord you can move on some billionaire in the world or some or some or 57,000 billionaires who give $100 each. You know, like, it doesn't matter. I be, I'm believing that God can pay our mortgage off in full now because I'm operating under an open heaven. I don't need... Um, you know, He's my provision. And He's your provision too. And, and I... For those of you who were um, um, at, at the thing on Saturday, um, or whatever day it was, um, I shared a little bit about uh, an encounter I had in Israel because sometimes... To, to recognize an open heaven, we have to come to a place of abandonment. You know, And when we abandon ourselves to whatever it is that is happening around us and say, God, I don't know how this is going to work, but you do. Then often God can move. And I shared a testimony on Saturday, and I'm going to share it again because I, I need to keep sharing this testimony because it's a powerful testimony of how um, when we were at Besheva in Israel, Is- Is- uh, and, um, and every year we go to Besheva because of the Anzac deal that went on there. But this year there was like 3,000 independent Australian travellers and all sorts of other people there. And Australia almost owned the Battle of Besheva this year. They, they took um, They took it over and then they said you have to have tickets, but you know they were giving it to all their mates, so mostly Australians were getting in and it was really hard for New Zealanders to get in and, and um, you know, good on the Aussies, they're entrepreneurs or whatever, but at the same time they're not good at sharing in the sandpit. And so, and so we, we, we had this situation where they weren't sharing in the sandpit and I woke up in the morning and because we've been sewing, because many of you have been sewing as well and, the, and nobody sees what you sew. Nobody really knows what we've sown into Bathsheba. Nobody really knows the tears that we've cried into Beesheba. Nobody really knows how we've laid on the sand of Beesheba. Nobody really knows this. Oh, you do now because I'm telling you. But nobody really knows this stuff. But our heart is, and like, I think two years ago, the Lord said to me, Ian, Besheva belongs to Australia and New Zealand. That even though it's in the land of Israel, in the same way that God gave Gilead, uh, an inheritance in the tribe of Manasseh, I'm going to I'm, I have given Australia and New Zealand an inheritance in Besheva. And I thought, wow, that's a big inheritance. Why? Because the wells of oath are in Bathsheba. Abraham and all the gang started in Bathsheba. Um, you know, Joseph went into uh, captivity in Egypt from Bathsheba. The the children of Israel went down into Egypt from Bathsheba. So Bathsheba has no, this huge history in Israel and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big part of the nation of Israel and, and yet God says I'm giving it to you. And I thought wow that's so awesome God. A birthing
1: I mean platform. Eh? Is it, like a birthing platform?
0: Yeah, it is like a birthing platform. It's the wells of oath. So, like, it really means the place of oath. The place where God, you know, Abraham made an oath with those around him. But it's also a place of oath between God and man, I think. It's one of Abraham's places where he built one of his altars uh, to the Lord. And, and so, Besheva is a, is a huge, hugely significant place. I'm off track, but... So, I woke up on the morning of the 31st. Uh, of October, having stayed in Arad, which is 35 minutes away from from Bathsheba, We couldn't get accommodation in Bathsheba because 3,000 independent Australians had taken all the accommodation. So, <laughs> <laughs> independent travellers. Uh, and so, and that's fine, that's great that they're organised and we, we we just couldn't get there. But the, the you know how God When you're abandoned to the Lord God does stuff on your behalf that you don't even know how how it happens and so God opened this door uh, to for us to stay in a hotel in Arad uh, and um, and on the way there we discovered through Uncle Google we discovered that Arad was the place that the New Zealand soldiers had camped the night before the Battle of Ashiva. so on the night of the 30th our group of 31 were sleeping in the place where the men had slept the night before the battle of Besheva and I thought oh you're up to something God you're really up to something here and so you know like he likes to show off and so and so we were in Arad so the you know I started the morning in Arad on the 31st of October um, about the time that they would have been uh, um, well they left about three o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning I think and got to the battle by six um, and, and freaked the Turks out because they weren't expecting them that early. Uh, and, and so I woke up about 2.30 or 3 o'clock, couldn't sleep, and there was so much angelic activity in the room, around Arad, around the place, and I thought, you know, this is like God. God is here, something's happening. And so, but the next morning I woke up and I was so distraught in my spirit because um, Bathsheba means so much to me. And I thought, I'm not even going to be able to get near Besheva because um, the Australians uh, ended up selling, not selling, but ha- you had to have tickets to get near the places where all the ceremonies were going, and, um, and we, d- we didn't have tickets. <sighs> I did, but the rest of the group didn't. And so, you know, I was, I was crying. I was thinking, God, I've, I've, let, I've let the tour down. I've let you down. I've let everybody down. I couldn't get things organised, and it, like you know, and I, and I was just I was distraught. And somewhere out of that deep place of being distraught, God came through. And so we thought, well, we can't do anything except we'll go and pray where the men would have camped the night before. So we thank God for the men and thank them for a hundred years ago that they were there and all the stuff that was going on, and God turned up. I mean, the presence of God came down so powerfully, we thought, well... <laughs> so we went from there. Uh, our driver um, decided that it would be best to come into Besheva from the side rather than go down the highway because there was so much happening in Beesheba that the traffic would be horrific. So we went through the desert and through Demona um, which is an interesting place. You may anyway, won't talk about that. Um, um, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. Um, so we go through Demona and, um, and and then come into Bathsheba from the side and 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 we end up right outside a, a new building which is in, in the township of Bathsheba where the wells, two wells of Abraham are. And so they've put a big building around it and, and actually have a have a thing there now so that people can go and see a movie and actually go past and then see the wells that are still there from the time of Abraham and so um, so we went there and God turned up and I thought "Ooh, this is good but we still had no access to any any of the events that were that were going on during the day and, the, and I didn't mind too much about you know the one at the cemetery um, you know, where dignitaries were getting up and going, rah, 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 rah. Um, you know, that, that was all good. Um, and it would have been nice to be there, but I you know, wasn't too upset. But what I was upset over was that we couldn't get to Tel Shivar, which, uh, which is really where the New Zealanders um, played the, their part in the Battle of Bathsheba which was an all day event, not just a five o'clock event like the Australians say it is. It was an all day event. And you know we had to take the tell in order for them to be able to charge across the plains, and so that was so cool. Uh, that that um, that. But, but I was really still upset that we went. So our guide says, um, "Shall we? Shall we just go out to the tell anyway?" And I said, "I guess, but we ain't got tickets, so I don't know how that's going to work." Oh no, let's just go. So we got in the bus and we went out to the tell the bus arrives at the entrance to the National Park site, which is Tel Shabar, and Israeli security remembering We've got two Prime Ministers, a Governor-General and dignitaries coming, so Israel's not sitting around twiddling their thumbs. We've got eyes in the sky, which are like balloons that they have in the sky, that, are, that can see a ladybug walking across the road. Um, we've got, on, on every knoll, in every direction, we've got snipers uh with with you know ak-47 or rifles or, or bigger uh, we've we've got we've got guys on four-wheel motorbikes out in the wadis and um, this is army you know like and and just like protecting we've got um we've got all the goons which are the you know the this you know they can't tell you what they do because they have to kill you sort of people uh, and so they're all they're all standing there waiting and we were met on the bus by you know, dark glasses and, you know, airpiece and talking to themselves um, um, and, um, you know, jackets that are bulging out because they've got so much weaponry underneath that they don't, you know, they can hardly walk. And so he comes up to the bus and says, you know, can I help you sort of thing? And we're at the gate and our guide Yaron says, "Oh, uh, um, we are just coming, you know, these people come to Bathsheba every year, have you got tickets? No, no, the question was have you ha, have you been have you got tickets from earlier in the day because if you had tickets from earlier in the day, that was your ticket into into Telshiva into no, we haven 't got tickets from we haven't got our ti- haven't got our tickets on from earlier in the day're says. can we just take the bus in and and, and perhaps go into the car park mm. Remember, two prime ministers, a governor general, and dignitaries are coming. We've got snipers around every hill, and and Israel security is the tightest in the world. Um, yes, you can go in. So the bus goes in, and then but he, he said you can't get off. So the bus goes in, and Yaron says, "Right, okay, everyone, let's get off." <laughs> so we all pile off the bus, and then you know more Israeli security come, and and, and it's like. Um, but we come every year, you know. No, we haven't got our tickets. But you know, I oh, will come up to the head of security. So we go into the national park gates, and we we start talking. So number one checkpoint was the was was the car park. Number two checkpoint was um, Israeli security, um, who then talked to us. Yes, so Well, that's nice that you are these people, but have you got tickets, armbands, tickets? Uh, no, uh, but. Um, We come every year and you should let us through anyway Uh, and and um, and he said "Oh, okay well you can go up to the next checkpoint which is New Zealand army and and see what they say and so they they, Israeli security two Prime Ministers uh, a governor-general and various dignitaries are about to arrive and they let us through to the next level so that's now we're at the third checkpoint uh, no, uh, no, no armbands, no, ac- you know, no possible access in the natural, but we're at the third checkpoint. So we're at the third checkpoint, which is New Zealand Army, and they said, well, have you got your armbands? No, but they said we could come. <laughs> and so they said, oh, okay, well, I guess if Israeli security let you through, it's okay, then you need to go to the next checkpoint. So now we're at the fourth checkpoint, No armbands, shouldn't be there, no possible, no possible access and uh, so we go to the next next one and it's uh, Israeli security again. This time it's like airport style security so they're gonna they're gonna x-ray and and you know x-ray anything that you've got. You've got to take everything out of your pockets, put it on a thing, you've got to and you've got to go through a ding ding machine like like the airport and so we we you know they said well you know Where's your armbands? Oh, we don't have any. Oh, okay. Well, why haven't you got any? Well, I don't know. They just sent us up here. <laughs> so they happened to have armbands so they gave us black New Zealand armbands and so now we've got armbands. And so, and so we go through the uh, uh, is it the fourth or fifth lot of security that we couldn't get through remembering that we operate under an open heaven. This is, this is a word of encouragement for you. That just because people say no if God has said yes anything is possible yes. and so we, we go through that they said but you're gonna to have to hurry up the hill because the the governor-general and the, and the prime ministers are about to arrive so we don't want anybody between here and there uh, when they're coming through so you need to get up there now so we all scurried up like rats and, and, and um, ended up standing on the on a platform at the back um, so we were right at the back uh, and uh, there was no seats left but I could look down onto where the dignitaries were speaking and up the front was, um, just up front a little bit, was all the, um, where all the military and the lesser, lesser important dignitaries were sitting. But, and there were seats there but we couldn't get to it because there was a barrier. And so, um, anyway, in the meantime, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and Sarah arrived. Um, um, Malcolm Malcolm Turnbull and Lucy arrived. <laughs> and, and Malcolm arrived, and yeah, g'day, how you going? Yeah, good to see you all, Yeah, nice to see you. Yep. Yeah. And so as he came through, he was pretty chirpy on the way through. And, and, uh, and the Governor-General of New Zealand, Patsy Reedy, very staunch, came through. She wasn't saying hello Um, but Malcolm was he was very friendly and so and so I could have the place I was standing I could have reached out and touched any of them I was so close to them as they as they came past I I didn't touch them because I probably would have got shot but I could have and and so um, and so I thought wow you know no access no tickets we shouldn't be here i'm standing in a prime position i could reach out and touch benjamin netanyahu if i wanted to i mean how awesome are you god i mean god is so good and so but it doesn't end there so anyway i thought well i really do i have to really stand up here lord with while all these speeches are going on because like you know it's hot And then this gust of wind came up and blew the barrier over between us and the dignitaries (laughs) (laughs) and so and so I I went in and I sat beside like I think he was like a left-handed colonel and and um, and 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 some Turkish people and an Australian soldier and various other people and I was sitting right in the middle of them right in clear view of all the all the speeches and dignitaries, and it was great. It was just amazing how God did what He did. But as it was ending, so here I was sitting with the dignitaries. Um, no no armband. Well, I did have an armband, but not the right one. No armband. Uh, no ticket shouldn't be there, but God opened the door, every door he opened. And because he because I believe He honors what we do in secret, like because we'd poured into Besheva, he gave me a seat with the dignitaries. And So I was there and then our guide who was, had disappeared at this stage um, came up to me towards the end and said, um, I've just been speaking to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's um, private attache um, uh, and she said that she can't promise anything but would you like to meet Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> and I said, and I said, nah. I'm like really I mean of course I wanted to meet Benjamin Netanyahu and so he's so she she arrived at this stage and she said well um, I'll have to take you down where he's you know gonna get into his car or in that general area uh, and um, um, so remember no armband shouldn't be there or all, all access and now I'm the only one down there meeting Benjamin Netanyahu, or with potentially meeting Benjamin Netanyahu. So Israeli security comes up again, you know, earpiece talking to himself, got weaponry under his coat that, you know, the sort of guy that will dive in front of a Prime Minister to take the bullet if, if one is coming towards him, and like he comes up to interview me to make sure I'm the real deal. So he asked me a few questions and he asked me, Was I carrying a weapon? And I thought, No, I left it at home, uh, and, and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And then, and then he said, um, And then he said, and he just gave a nod, the nod to, to the um, Benjamin's attache, and she went off. And so, and then, um, still not knowing, she said, I can't guarantee anything, but I'll try my best, she said and so and she and then she um, came back and she said do you have a phone and I thought "Oh, she's going to take my phone off me and I thought, oh I said I do so I gave her my phone she said because I'll take photographs <laughs> of, of, of you and, uh, and Benjamin and so I thought wow not only am I going to meet him I'm going to have photos of me meeting Benjamin and so remember no ticket shouldn't be there no you know um, And yet, and yet Jesus gives us an all-access pass. You know, and and if He says yes, there is no reason why you can't get anywhere in life. So, whatever miracle you're needing, He's given you an all-access pass. And if people are saying no, and God has said yes, then what's the answer? Yes. So then Benjamin turns up and... Um, Yaron speaks to him in Hebrew for a moment but he's telling him that we come to Bish- I can understand enough Hebrew to understand that he was telling him that we come to Bishiva every year and that we honor the things and blah 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 and, and Benjamin looks at me and, and just nods and goes like this so I got to high five the <laughs> Prime Minister of Israel and then so I thought eh. so now now I'm I don't have tickets I shouldn't be there uh, I, uh, you know like and now I'm high-fiving the Prime Minister of Israel and then and then he and you know we just talked for a moment and I told him how you know, um, you know we prayed for him and really honored what he did and you know blah 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 and he said I'm so grateful that you know that people like yourselves are, are coming to Israel and really thank me and, and he shook my hand he took my hand and then he he just held my hand even as he's walking off he didn't let it go and and it was like he just didn't you know I just we just had like this connection for like seemed like an eternity which it probably was and 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 like and and then he just went off and I thought what just happened like what what just happened I mean all these people up on the plat on the platform who was the first time they'd ever been to Beesheba and like thought, you know, we've got tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, we should be, we, 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 we should be meeting Benjamin Netanyahu. And you don't even have a ticket and you're meeting Benjamin Netanyahu. Why? Because I have an all-access card and his name is Yeshua. And, and I want to encourage you that... Um, Nothing is impossible. Whatever your situation, like it's like our financial situation with the house, like, you know, like, I mean, in the natural, you know, it shouldn't have happened. But we have an all-access card. His name is Yeshua. So I'm just just speaking this message today because I want to really encourage you that you have an all-access card. That His name is Yeshua whether it's in your finances, or whether it's people that you need to meet, or whether it's your family, or whether it's for your nation, or whether it's for your city, whatever it is that God has said yes to, you just need to realize that you're walking under an open heaven. And that what man says, what is is impossible to man, is possible to God. That's what the Scripture says. And this last month has been such a demonstration for us of that which is impossible to man is possible with God and God has opened doors for us that in, in, in the start of the seven if this is what the start of the seven-year cycle looks like for me you know I'm gonna meet Donald Trump I'm gonna meet uh, I'm gonna meet Theresa May I'm gonna I'm gonna meet I'm gonna meet um, uh, Vladimir Putin uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna meet people at the highest level. Why? Because I have an all-access card. I might not have a ticket, I might be a nobody, Uh, I might might have nothing going for me in the natural, but what I do have and what you have is an all-access card which qualifies you to walk under an open heaven which Jesus opened for you at his baptism. So what I want you to do is I want you to lift your hands into the realm of glory And I want you to receive from Him tonight and say, Lord, I remember that I have an all-access card. I remember that I have an all-access card. For wherever you're sending me, Lord, whatever it is you're doing for me, Lord God, that which seems impossible in the natural, Lord God, we receive in the Spirit because, Lord, we operate under an open heaven. We operate in the Spirit without measure. That which is impossible to man is... Is, is, is totally possible with God. And so tonight, Lord, in this meeting, in this place, I release the sound of your glory into every life and every family. Does it mean to say you won't go through hard times? No, not at all. I'm not saying that at all. Because, you know, the, the hassle that I went through on the day that I met Benjamin Netanyahu, I started the day off thinking, do I even really want to live? And yet by the end of the day, I'd just high-fived the Prime Minister of Israel. Like, God surprises us sometimes. And I don't know where you're at. You know, you don't have to be a fancy prophet to know that many of you will be facing struggles in your life. You know, you don't have to be a. You know, I mean, people do say prophetically, "This is what God's saying," but I mean, chances are, fifty percent of the people are anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> it's not rocket science, is it? But, but, but the truth is, I do believe that many of you will be struggling with issues and areas that you need to um, say, God. You know, I I need to activate my all access card. Yes. I, I need access to my bank account. I need access to souls. I need access to breakthroughs in my family. I need access to my new house in Thames or wherever it is. Perhaps Pocono. I I I I need. You know, I in fact. I want to just release that over you too. I I believe that God uh, really has that in hand. And, you know, I know you've been believing for a long time for a release of a house and so i just want to agree with you guys that this house is going to come uh, in a miraculous way that that which seems impossible to man is totally possible to god we don't know how this stuff works i don't know how it works so don't ask me but 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 i do know that he's a great and awesome god so we agree with all it needs sometimes is a spirit of agreement so we agree with you we agree for release in your life amen We agree and for you guys from Melbourne I'm just agreeing that this next 12 months and Adelaide, uh, this next 12 months is like um, a release of substance. You see, faith is substance. You know, the faith is substance. It's like faith is not airy fairy. You know, faith has substance. And I believe that as we realize that we have an all-access card, that's when faith becomes substance. That what that which seems impossible becomes possible and. You know, Catherine, you in particular. I just feel like God's going to open uh, a door very wide very shortly. I hope it's Pocono. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I feel like I feel like God's going to open a door very wide for you and your husband. I feel like you know something major is about to open for you. It's like it's like a new cycle for you guys. It's like something almost out of somebody said with regard to our. Finances, somebody prophesied over us a while back that when it comes, it's like it's going to come out of left field. Well, it did come out of left field for us. It was like, it was just like totally impossible situation has been turned around. And for you, Catherine, I feel like, you know, God's brought you here so I can speak this into your life. I feel like we're, I, we just release this all, you know, you, you already know this, but you... You were walking in uh, with an all-access card. Wow, thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. And Joe, I feel like you know you've been meeting with a lot of people um, but that's gonna that's gonna go up a level as well. You're gonna you're gonna really meet with um you know like uh you know lead you know government in government circles and leaders and places that um, places that you, you would think God I know it's possible but am I dreaming? because that's, that's, that's what I feel like the next stage of your life is that he's going to bring people across your path that um, are going to freak you out <laughs> and, and just say well Lord this is awesome Oh, thank you Jesus and Alice and I I feel like there's an open door in front of you as well, and, and that open door um, is um, that which is impossible. God is going to make totally possible for you. And it's like um, it's like the Lord's saying, just um, just begin to, you know, don't, don't just say no because it's impossible. If it's too hard, uh, it probably is God. If it's too easy, it, it may not be God. And so many of us take the easy road because we think, oh well, there's an open door there, I'll just go through that. And yet in our spirits we know that there's something higher and greater that God has called us to, but we don't, we don't, begin, to, um, we don't begin to either fall on the ground and cry about it like I did, or, or, or we don't begin to engage God and saying, God, I don't know how this is going to work really don't know how this is gonna work. In fact you know like for me I, I felt totally human or less than human um, on the on the morning of the Bathsheba incident. I felt, I, felt, I felt like God I, I'm just I'm so weak and I'm so useless and I'm just being open and honest with you. But, you know, by the end of the day, I felt like, you know, I was, I was walking on air. I was, I was sailing through the clouds. I was like, I was soaring with Rod's eagle. And, uh, and uh, thank you. And, and so I just want to, I wanted to release this message to you. I wanted to encourage you that, um, that God is on your side. And that you can, this is the year of breakthrough. The year of major breakthrough in many of your lives. I believe it's going to be a year of breakthrough for the Southwind Fellowship. I don't know what that looks like but I think we're going to have major breakthrough here. It's been, it's been interesting times at times here but, but we're going to have major breakthrough. We're going to see a breakthrough and they're going to have to start building a bigger hall uh, because, because um, even last week with Adam here we, 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 we decided that unless we go up onto the stage we're probably limited to you know 140 150 people here so if um, if, um, if yeah, we'll put the musicians on the stage you can fit a lot more, a lot more up there that's right so, 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 so let's just I don't know what it looks like for you next year but like let's just say yes Lord whatever Whatever it takes, Lord, we'll walk in it. We'll receive it. It's yours. We love you, Lord. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.